Blame it on my move and having to rebuild my whole setup. It's been chaos. How are you, Brie? Good. How are you? I was gonna suggest <clears throat> that we like do a podcast of like lip reading and trying to figure out what each other are saying. Because like, <laughs> maybe like from a recording standpoint, once you hit record, it might fully record me, even if you can't hear it, and vice versa. So then I'd be like pretty interesting that would be pretty trippy like that idea. <laughs> we should, maybe we should do it knowing that it can actually truly hear us like <laughs> right now and then sorry and then uh just mute ourselves like mute it so i can't you know can't hear sound on purpose that'd be very interesting that would probably not be as interesting though for the person that's sitting and listening to it like just radio <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> be like, this is such an amazing conversation that you can't see and nobody can hear. So, so I don't know how that would, how well that would work out. Um, yeah, needless to say, I know originally the last time we spoke, my whole plan was is, oh yeah, let's get a whole bunch of stuff watched. But my my God, the last couple of months have been so painful. I mean, between moving from a two-bedroom apartment into a larger three-bedroom townhouse, and oh. then we ran well, but then we ran into a family situation where um, uh, my wife's father passed away uh, unexpectedly, and oh, it's no. a whole it's a whole series of traumatic events that. I am doing my best to stay out of and, you know, she's coping the way she needs to cope. Um, but yeah, it, it caused a lot of uh, complications in order to try and do something fun, like a podcast, because some things are just more important, you know, contending Absolutely. with, with family and such. But um, Absolutely. I, ha- I will say this, there's been quite a few things that I've started to watch and with time and, kids being in bed uh like for example the family uh the family friendly show Dahmer uh the cooking show yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. um that's one where (laughs) (laughs) chef Gordon Ramsay may not eat yeah no exactly I mean it's (laughs) intense I've only gotten I'll be honest I've only gotten through one episode it is intense and uh Preaching to the choir. What's his name? Aaron Peters? Evan Is that Peters. right? Evan Peters. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Yeah, he's he, always um, playing something creepy. He he's just intense on that. I you gotta wonder sometimes if if and we're not giving away the farm. I mean, if you need to know about Jeffrey Dahmer, just Google it. I mean, this See, is like real life events. Like, yeah, that's so funny to me because like ever since this show hit, and I feel like I'm. I'm on social media. I'm not necessarily as active as I once was. Like, if anything, I'm just posting some photos on Instagram. I'm not really like, you know, oh my gosh, my entire newsfeed on Facebook is all about Dahmer. And it's like, it almost makes me feel like up until now, people have never heard of him before, which blows my mind. Yeah, that doesn't so, make any sense to me at all. Like, right? how do you not know who this right. guy is? So, but, but anyways, uh, we're not talking about Dahmer. That's yes. not what this this episode is going to be about. Um, we're going to be talking about a uh, a Russo brother film, also known as marvel's the gray man no i'm just kidding it it's netflix's the gray man but it might as well be a marvel (laughs) film with all the people that are in it (laughs) that's that's funny i will say this is probably well i didn't love chris evans in knives out but i freaking hated him in this movie okay before we get too far into it The IMDb description on this is when the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, (laughs) setting off, oops, as I continue on there, um, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. So you have <clears throat> Ryan Gosling, who plays the character Six. Um, it is kind of ironic at some point in this film that uh, Chris Evans points to you know his team and be like, "Will someone go kill that Ken doll?" And he's <laughs> actually playing Ken in the movie Barbie alongside Margot That's Robbie. Funny. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't even pick up on that. But so the the antagonist in the film is Chris Evans's character, who is constantly going after or trying to go after and take out Six. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't get his character name is Lloyd Henson, but every time I saw him, I kept saying, "All right, evil Captain America is going after Ken." And I know See, that's not right, but that's what was going through my head the whole time. That's not me. If anything, did you ever watch? Um, did you ever watch uh, Orange Is the New Black? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time he came on the screen, that's the only person I could think of. Uh, I'm sorry, we had an audio issue there. Who who were you thinking of? <laughs> You're gonna make me say it again. Yeah. And Orange Is the New Black porn right. stash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I can see that. This, the mustache was not a good look for him. Like, I know it was for the character, um, but that was a bad decision <laughs> on so many levels. Um, because that's him even more. I've seen comparisons to this film where um, some are saying that... Um, 
it's kind of a cross between Mission Impossible and the Born Identity in kind yeah. of its storytelling. Uh, I get more like Leon professional vibes. Okay, all right. Um, I do know that there's the scene near the end where, of course, Six has got to take out Leon's character, and in order to do so, they go through a uh, maze. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, so we just added The Shining to this film. (laughs) It looks an awful lot like that maze, (laughs) minus the snow. For sure. You're not wrong there. But I I will say that I I thought overall it was decent. Uh, The action was pretty good. It kept me interested in it. Like there weren't really any slow parts in that film. Not really. That and that's what I liked. I liked that there was a storyline that made me pay attention, and I felt like it was very much nonstop action. And I really Mm -hmm. I enjoy stuff like that. I um, you know it's not realistic by any capacity, at least not realistic to, like, yours and my life. But even so, I mean, it's kind of like, um, like, uh, what's the movie? It was the last Die Hard movie, Live Free Die Hard. Oh, and right. everything about it and all that action was, like, really cool, and then all of a sudden there's a helicopter under the underpass, and it's like, yeah, that's, like, not... so then it like ruined the action of that movie where with like this i mean like there's a scene in particular that i'm thinking of when someone is driving her vehicle um and just like just like the whips and the turns and the sharp like it's really cool like i like that that whole scene like when it was done i feel like out loud i was like that was freaking cool. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. I really liked the action. I liked I, the dynamic of some of the characters. I don't think all of the characters necessarily had depth to them, but like the relationship between um, Bob <coughs> Dorgan's character and um, and Ryan Gosling six, um, I think that they had um, like depth to their relationship, which was. Mm-hmm kind of cool and added a lot more to the story. I'm not a big Billy Bob Thornton fan, but I that particular role he seemed a lot more relaxed in compared to others. And granted, he's you know, at the time a CIA kind of like leader and then mm-hmm. he becomes a retired CIA guy and of mm-hmm. course he gets caught up into the, the chaos. But I appreciated his acting range in this film more so than some of the others. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's some of his background. I'm, I'm not a big fan of some of the chaos he's had in real life, but mm-hmm. I thought he did pretty decent. And then um, I also thought it was funny that every time I turn around, evil Captain America, <laughs> someone someone's popping a grenade on him and he's freaking out and having to run. <laughs> Like, what, twice at least in the movie. And he realizes it, too, and he's like, oh, you suck, or something like that, and runs off or jumps out a window. (laughs) I'm like, all right, where's Winter Soldier? (laughs) Um, I saw that IMDb gave this film 6.5 out of 10 uh, for a rating. I think that was maybe being a little bit harsh, 
the storyline was good. Of course, I forget which Russo, Anthony Russo. One of them had a cameo where he makes an appearance as, uh, I think, like con- Congress or something. He's grilling somebody over, you know, stuff that's going on. So I'm like, oh, there's the Russo cameo. But I think it maybe deserved a little bit better. I would have put it closer to about seven and a half, maybe eight. I don't like I feel good with the eight. I I feel good with the eight. I like this a lot. I um and I'm a huge like again, I said it gave me like Leon the Professional vibes and that's yeah. a movie that I like very, very much. So I don't know if that makes me feel a little bit more uh, interested in this movie but i really liked again like to see chris evans in something that is beyond what the norm would be because as everyone knows britney is what marbled out such a shame you're missing some really good shows right now that's okay i like i feel so like maybe that's why i'm so like stress-free right now um (laughs) But that being said, if Marvel uh, was the only thing stressing you out, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. That's impressive with everything going on in the world today. That's impressive. <laughs> but I feel like anything other than Knives Out, I feel like anytime I've ever seen Chris Evans in anything since I can remember at this point. It's always bad in Captain America. Same with you, obviously. That's the only reason why you think he's evil, Captain America. Because <laughs> it's because of the mustache. He's a little bit pigeonholed right now. So well, it was it was cool to to see him in a different light and mm-hmm. then to have a negative feeling towards him. And I had a negative feeling towards him the entire movie. Like when I say I hated this man, I hated this man yeah when he uh when he gets in his like big fight scene in the labyrinth that you were talking about i was like yeah uh get that mf i I felt like i was watching raw's war cage fighting (laughs) oh that's funny uh but uh you know you mentioned knives out uh i think i think there's a sequel yeah, I I mean I don't know that the sequel's out yet, but um and I thought I saw Daniel Craig was involved with that one. I don't even know what the name of it is though. Also interesting. Yeah. See. While you continue down this the memory lane day, there. <laughs> I'm going to this. Yeah, um the one thing I appreciate about the Gray Man is really there is no need for them to do a sequel. There really isn't. I mean, the way they ended it without giving away the farm, it was a nice contained story within itself. You got enough backstory on Six and who he is kind of all about and why he became what he became. And um, you know, then you get your your final conclusion where there is literally no reason at all for Netflix to invest in a sequel in it because it's it's to me a one and done. I agree. Yeah, I would agree. I mm-hmm. agree with that. Which, Which I'm is, fine with. Yeah, I mean that's why this was a movie and not a series. Exactly. 
word. No, but then, but then I keep thinking if, yeah, I think it would have been a bad idea to try and do a series. I mean, Dahmer, I understand why they're doing it as a series because it, you, you can't do it in a two and a half hour, three hour movie and really capture everything that went on. Now, granted, there are some things in Dahmer that are going to be dramatized to try and make it palatable for people to, you know, consume for entertainment mm. but a lot of it is based off of the confessions off of Dahmer and interviews with his father and, yeah. and mom <clears throat> so much of it truly is I mean yeah like I mean they arrested him and he's like yeah this is what happened like so that's what makes it crazy how yeah. well, calculating he is well it's it's interesting because I finished it are we going down a Dahmer path? I feel like we're going down a Dahmer path. Uh, you know what? This has turned into a combination episode. <laughs> we just can't avoid it's it. Not even, it's not even they have, One has nothing to do with the other. It, well, no, they're I just Netflix related. Later, but like, no, they're, ne- they're, they're Netflix related. And I haven't finished it, but I know the gist of the facts of the court case. Yeah. So. Having seen it on TV back in the day. Okay, well, the show kind of, like, led me down a whole bunch of, like, rabbit holes while I was watching it. It's funny because I went home a couple weekends ago, and I took my nan to bingo. And out of nowhere, she was, like, telling me all these shows she's been watching, and she was, like, that Dahmer show? And I'm, like, yeah. She's, like, yeah, I watched it in two days. And I'm, like, I'm sorry, you what? And she's, like, yeah, I watched it in two days. She is going to be 74 years old, and she is a binger. She binges Netflix. Like, you wouldn't believe she's telling me all these things she was watching. She watched Dahmer in two days. I was like, listen, man. That's hardcore. I watched, you're right. I was like, I got like four episodes in and was having some crazy dreams that I had to take like two, three nights off. Mm -hmm. Two days. Like, blows my mind. But, um, But, yeah, I mean, the... I am always very fascinated by, um, like, when movies come out that are movies, TV shows, whatever, documentaries, Mm -hmm. come out surrounding, um, like, serial killers. Like, I'm just always so fascinated because it's, like, what I want to, like, I'm, like, how does that happen? Like, what in your life or in your noodle, like, Right. Makes this happen. And one of those things with Dahmer was they talked about like a series of things that he potentially likely had. And one of those is borderline personality disorder. And it talked about how like just, just lacking empathy. And that is so like bizarrely evident throughout like the entire show because it's like, he would say or do something where it's like, dude, like, like, why would you do that? Like, there's, a, there's a scene when he's in prison, and and the guy comes over to him. He's like, listen, I don't like you, and like, what you're doing, like, you know, basically, like, you know, like, like you're in prison and you're like acting like this is like fun and games. And he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, right? And it's like he didn't, he doesn't think about. It just doesn't think. It's just it's it's just so bizarre. So I mean, I thought they did a really nice job. I thought they did a 
I personally felt like they did um, justice, and I really can't really do justice for victims of something like that, but they did right. a really good job, like, representing them and, like, kind of giving a voice to people up until now never had one, you know? Well, and also, too, with this particular series so far, I appreciate that the first episode getting through it and that it started with the events that caused him to get caught to begin with. Mm -hmm. Then the finding out of the police of what they found out and then kind of going backwards and telling the story Mm -hmm. kind of backwards. I, that I appreciated, but I kept thinking he was using kind of the same MO to lure these guys I could be wrong, but I believe most of the teens and men were gay because mm-hmm. he did go to the the gay club. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not he was actually gay, I don't. I haven't gotten that far into the show to know if that's what they're insinuating. But it makes you seem like it at the beginning. But he was doing it as a ploy to try and lure these guys. And I kept thinking his line that he used. On, uh, I think it was Tracy was the one that uh, ended up getting away. Um, that that caused mm-hmm. him to get caught. Well, yeah, he was one of someone got away. That's well, he was thing. one of of three three gay men in this bar. That um, when he approached them, he was like, you know, I'm going to offer to buy you a drink. And he offers to buy all three of them PBR. I'm like, PBR? That should have been a red flag. That should have been a red flag. That's not (laughs) beer. That's colored water. Like, if he says, I'm going to buy you a drink. It's the 70s and it's Milwaukee. It makes sense to me. No, I'm sorry. I'd have been like, red flag. Anything that's like a colored water, that's that's not real. But oh, anyway, <laughs> so we won't we won't rate Dahmer since you haven't finished it. No, I no, mean, no, no. I'm going with eight. I'm going with eight sixes. <laughs> See what I do. I I honestly don't even think I'd want to rate it anyway, knowing that it is based on horrific real life events. Um, but at some point, I'll I'll finish it up and you know, kind of go from there. Um. I just, I think this show caught me out of out of nowhere because, like you were saying, all of a sudden on social media it just popped up and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Dahmer, Dahmer, Dahmer!" And and hats off to your nan for binge watching that because I watched one episode and after that I'm like, I feel like I need to do like a 36 hour marathon of Bluey to try and get that out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously. But overall, um, yeah, pretty, this pretty. This episode of Bluey is called Bob Bilby. Oh <laughs> my goodness! No, thank you. Um, <laughs> anything you want to add to this uh, before we sign off? No, sir. Um, uh, I mean, I would encourage people to watch it, especially for everyone who's been like all in on Marvel. <clears throat> See Chris Evans in a new light, okay? Okay, because I was Give thinking, I was thinking you're all in on Dahmer. I'm like, maybe we need to say, don't do it around dinner time. That might be kind of a distractor. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> space it out two episodes a week. 
Yeah, and they are kind of long. It's kind of a long, uh, either either way, the episodes are kind of long on that. But, um, all right, well, you've been listening to the Red Carpet Cafe, and I am one of your hosts, Eric Rue. Red Carpet Cafe is a member of the Be Kind Rewind podcast network. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. And everybody have a great week.